another day. All right, let's ride. This is episode number 78, hosted by Blackout. First and foremost, rest in peace to the legend, the creator, John Singleton. Um, he passed away at 51 years old. I believe they say it may have been a stroke. I'm not 100% sure. But one thing I do know is that, unfortunately, this man has passed on. This man is a legend and hopefully inspiration and teacher to the next young black directors and any real director at all, but especially for the young black men and women wanting to get into the film industry, know that you can do it. If he did it back when he did it, you can definitely do it now. So if that's your passion, please pursue it. For anybody not familiar, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna list off a few movies he did. Normally I would just say look it up, but sometimes when you hear it, it comes off lazy, especially when you talk about a legend. I feel like it's better to get that person that time and and name off some of the things that they've done. So. I'm going to go backwards, and then I'll explain why I did that. So he was currently working on co-creating a TV show called Snowfall that's actually out. Four Brothers is something he directed. Too Fast, Too Furious. The 2000 version of Shaft, just not to confuse anybody. Rosewood, Baby Boy, Higher Learning, Poetic Justice, Boys in the Hood. And I went backwards because for people in my age group who may listen to this, those older movies are way more significant because we watched them as children. The thing about it is, I had no clue how old this man was. When they told, John, when they told me that John Singleton, or when I saw that John Singleton had passed away, and I saw his age, I was shocked because I had been hearing his name for so long I figured he was an older dude. I'm thinking 60s, 70s, damn near Quincy Jones age. And I know that was ignorant of me on my part, but just let me explain why I thought that. And I thought that because of the way he was able to tell stories, the quality of the product that he delivered. I'm thinking that this is a man mature beyond his years. Turns out this cat was a nominated for an Academy Award at 24 for Boys in the Hood. That is insane. 24 years old. He directed Boys in the Hood. That is a classic film. Poetic Justice, Baby Boy, fucking Four Brothers, all classic. This man was barely into his 50s. That is insane to me that he, one, got even into the position to do that at 24 that he did. Especially doing it the way he did it. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys real quick. People close to me, people really close to me who know me, know that I've been watching the, um, the gang stuff coming out of L.A. and a little bit in Chicago for a long time. As a kid, as a youth, I was infatuated with that shit. Like, I wanted to be a part of that because I didn't know any better at the time. And I was being, I'm not going to say a victim, but I was just being fed stuff by media 
that made the shit look attractive. Like it was glamorized. If you ever hear um, a lot of the gang members who were in these documentaries or a lot of guys who become who were in gangs that become rappers will always say, yeah, they took it to Hollywood and they glamorized that shit. And they made it seem like it was something great to do. Us in different areas not realizing that these people are at war. It's like full-fledged war. Like when you see somebody, it's time to shoot, it's time to fight. It's whatever. There's territories, there's rules and regulations to it, unspoken things that you just have to know and being around and immersed in that culture. We didn't know that shit. I had no clue. I'm just going off the shit I saw on TV, thinking it's cool, thinking it's gravy. And, and sadly to me, I, I think that people still people still do that now. Like I, I've seen things of I've seen things going on back home that make me sad because as much as I wanted to be a part of it as a kid, that was me as a kid. That, that was not me as grown ass man who's actually spent time in California, who's actually traveled around the world, who's actually talked and spoken to real live motherfucking gang members. And I don't mean to disrespect nobody's gangster, nothing like that. But if you was from a certain block in my city, how would you feel if somebody from California was talking about they was repping 45th in Moncrief? Or they was from Justina? Or they was from out east somewhere? Or they was from fucking Caravan? Or they was from anywhere in Jacksonville, Duval County, greater, however you want to call it. Anybody from over there, from over where I'm at now, was talking about representing over there and ain't, ain't took a step in our city. Ain't crossed the bridge, ain't been out east, ain't never been to the north side, ain't been to Jack's Beach, ain't been at the landing, a come together day, Cinco de Mayo, Fiesta Playera, none of that. Not a block party, not a damn thing. How would y'all feel if somebody else from another part of the country was just repping like that? Just all Duval, all that shit. Like they from there for real. You would look at them like they fucking crazy. And to backtrack, this is, to me, why this man was so significant. Because he told the real story. When he was talking, to, when he directed Boys in the Hood, he showed, like, the real conflict of what was going on in the ghetto when it came to these gangs and shit. It wasn't these glamorized, yeah, we got lowriders and shit, we got all these fucking 50,000 bandanas and shit on. He, he showed the real conflict, the way that somebody on their way to USC get, get shot up in the midst of some gang shit. A bystander at that. If I recall back in my mind, Ricky wasn't even banging when you got shot in Boys in the Hood. So I just want people to understand when you, when you look at it and when you pay attention, it's like this, there was real substance there. And that's him at 24. Even if you look at Baby Boy, there's a gang influence in Baby Boy that you, if you don't pay attention, if you don't know, you won't even realize it. if you watch the movie Baby Boy all the way through, you'll barely see anybody with any red on. I'm just keeping it G. Just keeping it the whole buck with you. If you just pay attention and look at it, you barely see anything, anything like that. It's all blue. It's all crypt throughout the whole movie. And I don't know if that was by design or by because of location. But just the authenticity he brought to it. The struggle from the streets and being able to put that on film and letting people know, like, hey, this, this shit is real. People live like this. People are in the homes with their parents, and they have kids, and they have them girls living with them. If you paid attention to Baby Boy, this is a real struggle out there. He was able to give a bunch of young black actors a chance they may not have got in Hollywood, not before him. 
put Ice Cube in the movie. His career took off after that. Even though Cube was already hot, but I'm talking acting-wise. Doughboy, legendary. You look at Baby Boy, legendary. Yeah, Tyrese, been, he been in some other shit, but Baby Boy? Hey, motherfucker, Tyrese is Jody. He gonna be Jody for the rest of his life. I don't care how fast and how furious he wants to be. I don't care how many times he wants to transform. Tyrese, to me, is Jody. And Taraji is Yvette. And if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, go back and watch Poetic Justice. Go watch Higher Learning and see how significant that movie is. Telling the story of different racial factions inside the university. And how people click up and things can get muddy in between. Telling stories from three, four different perspectives in one movie and making it all make sense and showing how they're all connected. This was a young guy doing this. So I really, really hope that somebody picks up the torch and they, and they keep it going. So shout out to people. Um, like I, I want to, I want to mess his name up. Ryan Coogler, the guy who directed Black Panther. Shout out to Jordan Peele, who I feel like a lot of black people want apologies for not thinking he was black enough until uh, he um, he came out with these movies that we are talking about now. Shout out to people like Antoine Fuqua, who directed Training Day. There's some real geniuses out there. They just don't know. They don't even know how to how to unlock what they got and, and get it to a point where they can put it on the film, but it's right there for you. If this guy could do it way back when, you can start a move on your damn iPhone, man. You just got to get out there and do it. But I just want to uh, get that man this proper dude. John Singleton was a legend, and he definitely influenced and affected me in my life, telling me the real story that stuck with me throughout my lifetime. So I just hope we get five, ten more like him instead of selling us that bullshit and making it sound hype. We got to respect that man's legacy. One time for John Singleton, man. I had to get that out the way first and make sure that was known. There is a lot of news. Um, planes, been crazy with planes. Back in my hometown, Jacksonville, Florida, a 737 apparently slid off the runway after coming back from Guantanamo Bay. There's a few injuries, and but everybody survived. From what I know, everybody survived. Unfortunately, in um, Russia, there was an explosion on the runway. And I want to say as of right now, uh, 41 people that were on that plane have died. It's unfortunate circumstances, man. It just, like, you never know. Like, get on the plane and you can be gone just like that. It takes an enormous amount of um, confidence in the abilities of other people to do their job when you get on the plane. You just got to put it out your mind and you got to go. Because I love to fly. And luckily for me, the type of person I am, I guess, I don't know if it's something that's happened to me, like the course of things happened to me, or that I just feel like I've lived a, a really decent life. So if I went today, I feel like I've hopefully affected people in the right way. That I've hopefully left, left a decent legacy of my failures and my victories so that people can learn from and grow from. And also that I've had some great life experiences and that I didn't really leave too many stones unturned. So one time for everybody that passed away, it's unfortunate, man. I, I wish the best for their families. And shout out to whoever saved, whoever, to the pilot on the plane in uh, Jacksonville for 
whatever he did for everybody to not pass away. Shout out to the crew that made sure everybody was rescued. That's a big goddamn deal. And I hope that there was something mechanical wrong or that nobody did something wrong. As crazy as that may sound. Now, tragically, as I was scrolling through, I saw that a 14-year-old boy was killed. 14-year-old boy's playing football player, happened to be at a party, and I uh, guess he was leaving. So the story goes, and he walked out, and this man get, ended up getting hit by a stray bullet. And I just wonder, as I, as I read it, it's like, at 14, because I, I'm going to assume that the people there were in the same age group. What is so bad that you got to shoot another person? What is so bad to make you feel like it's okay to shoot at a party? What happened? Because I'm tired of hearing this shit. I'm tired of seeing this. I'm tired of talking about it, but I'm not. Because I need for other people to go tell their sons, hey man, it's not worth it. Go tell your daughters, it's not worth it. And I have a complicated, I have a complicated understanding or I have a complicated process of dealing with certain shit. I don't ever think there's a reason to just go shoot somebody. But I do understand the rage that comes with somebody doing something to you. Over an argument, I can't see your reason. Over a family member somebody else may have harmed, that I can understand. I feel like that's a conflict I have within myself. I'm not at the point of maturity yet to where you can do something to somebody I care about or somebody I love and I can just let it roll. Me, you could bother me all day long. I got thick enough skin to where I, I either insult you and your, and your family or you can't get to me. But the people I love, the people I care about, the people that lead me and the people I lead, when somebody messes with somebody like that, to me, we, we have a real issue. That's not something I'm willing to stand for. But I'm, I'm working to get to a spot that where I can maneuver differently. And to be 100% honest, I pride myself on not being in situations where there's a threat of violence against me or anybody else that falls under the umbrella I just mentioned. Because that's not the type of circles I want to move in. It's not the type of environment I want to be in. I have kids. I have family. I have friends that I feel like want me to be here. And I want them to be here. So I surround myself with people that won't bring no bullshit to me. And in turn, I don't bring no bullshit to them. And I feel like it's a fair exchange. Now, if I encounter somebody that can't give me that type of, uh, that same type of energy, that can't reciprocate that thought, then that's somebody I don't need to be around. Personal opinion. I think it, I don't think, I wish it was one that was more shared. And I know especially the young folks. That's why, that's why I used to always say, if you got young men in your household, sit them down and make them listen to this podcast called Ear Hustle. 
And I know I got my own podcast and I should be trying to get people to come listen to me. And that's cool and all, but this is too important. So if you got young men in your household, get in your phone or your laptop, your tablet, your home computer, whatever you got. Go find this podcast called Ear Hustle and let them listen to these men that have been in prison for 20, 30 years trying to get out. Let them listen and get the, the picture of what the daily life is inside San Quentin Prison, which is one of the nicer prisons, might I add. Just let them listen to these guys talk that don't want nothing but to get out. That's all they want is to get out and be free and be able to do what they want to do, to be able to be by their families, to touch their wife, to hug their children, to see their friends, to be outside and feel the sun on their face and not be told to go back inside. That's all they want to do. But see, messages like that don't get pushed out because we too busy in the street. I just saw something, um, somebody just sent me something about, I would have went the fuck off. Or oh, one of my homeboys, he shared it. There's a picture of a young man at, a, I guess, what his prom date. And I don't know if it's the father and the brothers or somebody, but everybody is surrounding these two people with, with, just, with these motherfucking semi-automatic rifles posing for a picture as if to intimidate the young man. As you know, if anything goes wrong, this is what's waiting for you. What are we doing, black man? What are we doing? At this point, you got to know shit is built for us to fail. To fail. Because in my opinion, the system is built for poor people to stay fucking poor. There's so many obstacles to get to the next level. They want you to settle and be happy. We know this. At this point, we know this. And I don't have a problem with a man who wants to be a blue-collar guy and be a working man, take care of his family. Cool, I support you 100%. I don't have a problem with the man that wants to get his education. But I do have a problem with a man that's going to be out there, a grown, grown-ass man. you got to be damn in your, you got to be in your 30s to have a teenage daughter anyway, going to the fucking prom. I do have an issue with a man like that trying to intimidate a boy. This boy at the oldest is 18. And you out there with automatic rifles like an asshole. And this is the same shit we keep pushing back to our kids. We keep letting this, this thought that that's the way to handle shit. We keep letting that creep back. And, I'm not going to say creep back. We keep letting that be the prominent thought on our society. The street shit is killing us. I, like I said a few podcasts ago, the shit don't work. It doesn't work. And when people who have actually went and done some sort of research go back and try to tell people shit, people oh, people like, oh, I don't want to hear all that woke shit. People think they woke, think they better than people. Like, no, the woke people are trying to fucking save you. The woke people care about you enough to tell you, like, hey, that may not be the right way. But what we want to do, we want a Molly Percocet. And I think for me, that's a real problem. It's a real fucking problem. Because that's our kids, like uh, like this young man, I think his name is Jalen McKenzie. That's how kids get shot outside of parties. And this was a stray bullet that's saying they hit this man. A stray bullet. So that makes me feel like they were just in there wilding. But what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get to is that we have to figure out a way to move away from this shit. It's in the media. They target us with this shit. 
with this violent shit when really that's a small, small part of the black population doing that shit. They just make us believe that it's fucking normal by showing us that image. We know this. And that's why people like John Singleton are so fucking important. Because they're telling us the whole story, both sides, different angles. That's why films like Get Out are important. Because they're showing us as regular people. That's what I'm trying to... (laughs) That's what I try to tell other people. Like They think certain things are strictly associated with blackness and it's not fucking true. We regular people. Just like the... The movie that just came out, or the other Jordan Peele movie, I can't believe I forgot. I just went to see it. Just came out. And this guy, black people at the lake. We do shit like that. It may not be a lot of us, but one of my homies damn sure talked to me a while ago, a few years back, made rest about, hey, we should go rent a cabin somewhere. So it's not that we don't do these things, just that this image is pushed out and it's the popular image. And for us, it becomes, it becomes the norm when you're young. And it takes us years to get past a mentality that's bad for us when it should have been there from the start, like how it is with other races. So that's why I have issues with this shit. Because what made it okay for these guys to have guns to go to this party with these underage kids? The thought process. The normalization of this violence and shit. That it's okay. And I I would get into these conversations with people and and feel like I'm rambling, they not listening to me, but you know what, fuck it, I'm going to keep talking. Because at some point, somebody going to hear me. Because we don't got fucking time. We don't have resources, and we don't have the support to keep fucking killing each other. Especially over bullshit. There ain't enough of us. We don't talk enough, and don't nobody give a fuck about us but us. That's it. So a person who has a few people listening to a few episodes the week, hey, I got to do my part. If I'm not going to talk to you one-on-one, as a young black person, I'm going to hope that somewhere this trickles down to somebody else and they tell you, hey, we got to stop this shit. I'm talking about, in my brain, hey, man, change the world. Change the world. That's all you got to do is change the world, starting with yourself. Change the world, starting with yourself. The way you walk out the house, the way you interact with other people, do that. And you changing the world. Every time you go out and you have a positive interaction with somebody you didn't know, guess what? You, you're helping the process. Be selfish about it. It'll make you feel better to do something genuinely nice for somebody versus going out there with the screw face on like an asshole. That takes energy. I know. I did it. I was young, black, and angry for no fucking reason. Walking around with the homies, wishing the motherfucker would. That's cool, but that energy come right back at you when you see somebody else and they walking around with their homies and they wish the motherfucker would too. And I understand it's something we got to go through as grown as growing men, but grown men should not be doing this shit. And the way it works to me is that grown men inspired these young assholes to go to this party and shoot it up. They were watching somebody. Or they didn't have anybody to watch because some grown man laid down with somebody and wasn't mad enough to be around to make sure that kid got raised. So this is my guidance. Like, Do your best to initiate 
a positive interaction with people. Like I said, you'll be surprised how much better you feel. It's something I practice all the time because, listen, I'm black and I'm not a small person. Some person told me a while ago that if they didn't know me, I could come off as intimidating. That shit hurt my feelings. So now when I go out, I either don't talk much or I go out my way to be nice to people. You know what? Let me hold this door real quick. You know what? Let me let me help this person out real quick. And it's not, I ain't kowtowing, I ain't bootlicking, I ain't doing none of that old slavery. Nah, none of that shit. It's just me being a gentleman and me being nice and me showing my daughters how, how I want them to be treated. And me maybe being an example for another young man to treat people. Because in my, in my younger days, I wouldn't have done that shit. I've been rude for no reason, standoffish for no reason. But I'm trying to change. I'm trying to help people out because, especially where I come from, that one interaction can lead to some bullshit. And especially in these areas where you got gang activity and everybody got going through shit, there's always a potential for something to go left. So why not get in front of that if you can and, and just have a positive a positive interaction with somebody. Like I am like I said, I was back home and I seen it on people's face. Just being in, on the block, they was with all the bullshit. All the shenanigans. They ready. Ready. That street shit, it was like it was on their skin. Like I could see it on. And I'm just like, damn, you got to walk around all day feeling like that. And then I realized, yeah, you did walk around all day long feeling like that. Because nobody told you better. But the people that was trying to tell you better, you weren't fucking listening to. You was too busy thinking you knew it all. Just like fucking Jody, when Melvin came in the room on Baby Boy, shout out to John Singleton. Melvin trying to give Jody the game and had to give it to him later on when he was finally ready to understand and take fucking responsibility. And it all goes back to this word I love and that word is value. Until you learn to value things that will actually increase your well-being, you're going to be a destructive person. And I can only say that because I was in that space where I could have went either I could have went left or right. I could have went left or right and I decided to go the right fucking way and luckily, it kept me away from shit. I got to see some things, got to get my perspective changed by life and people. I just don't feel like people are talking to these kids. So if they got to get the second, third, fourth hand from me to somebody else, then goddammit, I hope they get it. But somebody got to say it, because this shit doesn't make any sense. 14 years old, dead. Over what? And this is just one story. Like, I'm scared to even look up how many young black kids have been killed by, by, by bullets and shit this month. And we just end the May. I'm scared to see what happened in the first quarter of the year. Because I know. I know because I look on, I go on Worldstar, and I've, I've spent my time on Worldstar looking at shit like anybody else. It just took me time to realize this is like the ignorant superhighway. And all you got is, is young guys on there talking about these women, 
how they are. Everybody fuck niggas, everybody broke. It's rare that you find something positive on that. I, in turn, had to remove myself from Worldstar. It's not hard. Move away. Increase value. Now I'm listening to podcasts and YouTube videos about how to better myself in different ways. I'm just trying to help facilitate the change. That's why I say change the world, but start with yourself. When you walk out the door the first day, try to have positive interaction with somebody. Do something for somebody else. Do something for yourself first. And then that should resonate with other people around you. I be rambling though. <laughs> but it's just it just it's like that, man. It's like the older I get, the shorter life feels. And I don't know if that makes sense, but I guess when you get to 36, you'll know what I mean. Basically it means like it happens just like that. Snap of a finger. And boom, you're in your thirties. It feel like yesterday. It feel like yesterday. You'll find yourself saying that shit a lot. Like, damn, already? The older you get, the shorter life feels. It's just real. You gotta you gotta take the time to, to like catalog shit. And that's why when I say what I say to young black people, it's really important to me because who knows how much longer I'm gonna be here with the way things happen in the world. Not on I'm healthy as far as I know. I don't have no issues with nobody, I don't feel sick, but you just don't know. And that's why people like John Singleton and people like Nipsey Hussle are so fucking important. We're losing kings. Kings. In the sense that they make money, accrue wealth, and feed other people. And try to guide other people in the right direction and empower them to move up and do things as well. We are losing kings. And people still out here shooting each other. Over dumb shit. Now I understand Mr. Singleton's death was not through violence. And so, so glad it wasn't. But just for every other person that we will lose due to violence, it's like, when are we going to wake up? I'm not saying that you got to cower when somebody come to you. Well, be selfish enough to preserve your life. Be selfish enough to want to, you know what? Hey, man, <laughs> I can enjoy life tomorrow. I don't need this energy from you. Be selfish. Be, be, be long-term selfish. Being short-term selfish is getting into some bullshit with somebody. Be selfish enough to, you know what? I don't want to deal with this. You don't deserve my time. Be selfish, be selfish enough to make the situation work for you. If that's what you got to do to not get into conflict, man, why not? Because it's just like the time is going to keep going. And the, the time you waste dealing with somebody and that type of bullshit, it, it just don't, it ain't worth it, man. It ain't worth it. It's, it's not valuable. But the crazy thing about it is we don't value time until we don't have no damn time. Then it becomes the most precious thing in the world. It's a fine wine, a good cigar, diamond, a good sack of weed, a good, a good goddamn sandwich. When you feel like you got all the time in the world, you bullshit, fuck off, do whatever, okay, cool. When you ain't got no time, every second 
every minute within that hour, all that shit counts. All of it. We got stuff to work on, man. I apologize. I'm going through some things. Got to, had to get some stuff off my chest. I rambled a lot this episode, but I will leave you guys with a few things. There's a few movies I watched, and there's a show I'm watching currently on Showtime called Black Monday. My wife got me into watching this shit. Um, Don Cheadle is the lead. And when I tell you it's buck-ass wild, man, it is buck-ass wild. Buck-ass wild. Him and Regina Hall are the two leads. And uh, it is crazy. It is a wild show. It's based on the stock market in the, in the 80s. There's cocaine everywhere. And that's pretty much all I'm going to give you. But go watch Black Monday. I don't want to spoil it. Shout out to Arya Stark. And I... Uh, you know what? This is Game of Thrones. Um, killed the Night King. I hope they don't kill Arya tonight. I hope I didn't jinx her. But you know how they do with this series. Um, Night King wanted to smoke. Got smoked. It's over with. On the Cersei. Shout out to Game of Thrones. If I spoiled it for you, fam, it's been it's since Sunday. Since Sunday. And Game of, Game of Thrones, you can get this on HBO Go. You don't have to leave your house to watch Game of Thrones. If I fucked that up for you, that's your fault. I saw Endgame. It was fucking fantastic. Everybody should go see Endgame if you're a fan of Marvel. And if you're not, quit being a bitch. Go back and watch all the fucking Iron Man's and Captain America's and all that shit in between and then build up and watch Endgame. Waste like a day in your life. You won't be sorry. I guarantee it's a good goddamn movie. Uh, on some other shit, some culture type stuff, I watched a movie called Cold War. It's on... Uh, Amazon video if you have Amazon Prime but it's a black and white Polish foreign film and I was listening to um, another podcast like I, I reached out to these guys and asked them some questions about ways I can improve mine and they you know they hooked me up gave me a little bit of game or whatever but they put me on I listened to their podcast and they put me on this movie and you know watching it it's pretty good it was pretty good. So if you got Amazon Prime or Amazon Video, whichever one it is, watch the movie Cold War. It's pretty good. If you can deal with subtitles, you'll be fine. And I think that's all I had to say to y'all this week. Rest in peace, John Singleton. Happy anniversary to my wife. It's been a great day. Happy Cinco de Mayo. I did not get to enjoy the festivities. The night is young. But... Too young for me, so I'm staying my ass in the house. Um, and that's it, man. Hit me up, no playing this ride at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter, no play247, capital N, lowercase o, capital P, L A Y, no play247 on Twitter. I'm on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Apparently, I was there, too. I don't know who put my shit on there, but it's there. I'm thinking about jumping to Spotify. This is on LinkedIn as well. So, yeah, I'm in a bunch of different places. Hit me up, man. Y'all be easy, be greasy out there. Stay smooth. I feel like there was something else I got to tell y'all, but I forgot. So, be real, be chill. Change the world, starting with yourself. Peace.